0: So Michael and Kathy, Sander, our missionaries in Eswatini. I think I've been saying that wrong. Most people do that. That's right. (laughs) So they have a message for us this morning and just give them a warm welcome. Thank Thank you. you. Oh, you don't want that, do you? She does. Where do you want me? Amen. You missed
1: mine.
0: I know. I missed my cue. Greetings, brothers and sisters, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh. Sign name. This is my sign name. This is my wife. She's my beautiful wife. And her sign. this is her sign name.
1: Um, but my wife's going to sit down here, okay. and we're actually going to demonstrate... Hello. Is that better? Hi. See, it was better when I was (laughs) signed. My name is Michael Sander, and my wife is Catherine, and we are with an organization called Comfort for Africa, and we are based in the Cape. so we're trying to keep everybody up. Comfort for Africa is an organization that started a very grassroots way, much like I think a lot of the ministries here started, where people said, "We want to do something. Let's let's find, listen to all these different things." I'm like, "Wow, this church is doing a lot of different things," and it can feel overwhelming. Maybe you think, "Wow, our church is doing so many things," but keep doing them. Praise fellowship. Just keep doing them. Okay, I just want to just. I've, I've struggled uh, over the last four years trying to stay in my lane because there's so many great things to do. But it's wonderful to see all these things. When you talk about human trafficking, and you know that, that lit up something, because that's something we struggle with. Um, uh, a message they got on a, a platform called WhatsApp, and they, she showed us this, and it was basically someone saying, I have a job for you in America, and you can get this work if you're in America, and all I need to do is you need to tell me some information about two daughters, and when are we gonna meet, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But if you don't know about trafficking, then you don't know that that's a danger. And I said, do not respond to this person again. He and his wife and his children would have been gone. And I told him, I said, they'll probably kill you and take your daughter. And, and there. they actually have a, a program for human trafficking in Eswatini, and we're going to be training, learning about their program. And, keep doing these things that you're doing. Um, and don't feel discouraged if you can't do everything, but keep doing the things God has called you to do because... The kingdom is at work. There's a lot of things going on. The land relief. We changed our name when they changed their name, and we didn't think "Eswatini Relief" had a good ring to it. But we use "Comfort for Africa" because it ties in really well with Second Corinthians chapter one, uh, verse three: "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our affliction. God, for He is for as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings." So through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. God has comforted us so that, and that's kind of that's heaven, and it will be great. But for now, when God comforts us, it's like God has comforted us so that we can comfort other people. God has brought hardship into every because I know some of you are, because the whole world is suffering right now, right? We're all groaning like the pains of childbirth. Be encouraged. God is using suffering in your life so that Mama, God sees your pain. He's going to comfort you so that you can comfort those in any kind of suffering through the comfort you receive from God. Amen? Amen. And so what's with the tree? The tree there in our logo, that's because we tree and just receiving that shade. And the, the tree was taking all the heat and, and the people were taking and just doing the shade and receive comfort the same comfort that we have received in our affliction. So that's the whole reason for the tree and the logo. And that's actually the background to our prayer card. And if you don't have our prayer card, there are some available out in the lobby. And we'd love to be on your refrigerator, or your wall, or your bulletin board, or wherever you put your prayer cards um, so that you can remember us. So um, we can go to the next slide. Let's see what's up there. Oh, okay. Um, This is actually, this is the logo for the deaf church that we work with in Eswatini, and it's just deaf church Eswatini, and it doesn't say the deaf church of Eswatini, we didn't mean be the deaf church of Eswatini. That's the hearing way. So we're just deaf church Eswatini. Um, Catherine and I did not start this church. We are sort of the Apollos missionaries of this church, that is, who's trying to plant churches uh, for the uh, deaf people all around um, Southern Africa, and we had a wonderful conversation just having that discussion about how, you know, he's like, I'm so glad that you were here because when COVID happened, everybody was like, you know, so, but uh, that, that's our logo. I'm gonna come back to that logo. Um, the, this, is, this is the Deaf Church. I actually had a, a, a picture they just sent today. I'm sorry I couldn't send it, but maybe I'll send it along. This is, uh, this is our little congregation of Deaf-polition in the, in the Deaf Church, which is after the service, we put the chairs in the front of the room and anybody who's sick, you come up for prayer. Anybody that's struggling, you come up for prayer. Anybody that's going to America to visit uh, <laughs> family and friends, you come up for prayer. Here at Praise Fellowship, to get sent over there, well, they prayed for us to come back over here to greet you uh, and to say, you know, thank you, we love you, and, and we appreciate you. So greetings from the Deaf Church in Eswatini. This little guy next to me, this is Pongonkosi Maposa. Uh, he's one of the pastors. The gentleman in the pink shirt there uh, is actually a hearing pastor. Right is Pastor Languena, who is the lead pastor of the Deaf Church and the one who invited Catherine and I to come and be a part of the of the church. Go ahead. Um, and there we have the women leaders of the church. You see my wife there, uh, the hearing pastor's wife. Then next to her is another nonflanfla. We have two nonflanflas. Um, who is Pastor Languena's wife? And the person that stands up and kind of introduces everything, leads the worship, stuff like that. Uh, here's me, um, I'm signing, thank you God. We didn't actually intend or plan, particularly that we were gonna be in deaf ministry. I know when we came through here last time, four years ago, we said we were kind of We were going to partner with a different church and, uh, and do a different work, and what the Lord did was, little by little, he said, yeah, um, bit by bit, develop relationships. So, you can see that the name of the church is different there, but that's, um, they changed the name because the church name was called Blissville Church, and none of the people, uh, the, none of the deaf people knew what Blissville meant. They can make this name for this church something that's, that the deaf community uh, can. Um, this is <laughs> transporting. Getting been a different challenge to missions because in many places, you, you go to a village and all over the country... And the transport network is really important, but a lot of times people have to pay money. So what we did was we, we, we this, is, this is my uh, pickup truck. That's like, that's illegal, right? I mean, I know some of y'all did when you were kids because I know I did, right? It's dangerous. And um, it's not illegal in Swaziland and it's expected if you own a pickup truck that when somebody asks you for a lift, you, you. We have carried as many as uh, 15 people, uh, five in the front, 10 in the back of the pickup truck. So uh, there was a, there was a, a uh, protest by the, the van, the, the Kombi drivers. Kombis are um, combination vans. They're... So the pastor of the Deaf Church was picking up members of the Deaf Church to take them to church, and this uh, transport driver has a stone. He's ready to throw it at the guy, and the guy says, to say, Deaf Church Eswatini. And when we drive by, we do sometimes get, you know, the, the hairy eyeball. People are like... And once... This and he was like, he didn't understand me at all. <laughs> and then he finally just smocking to deaf people. And I, I took advantage of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's on you. I'm like, this is your country. This is your. But we, we do transport people every week. Uh, we're transporting people to and from. Uh, and so we extend that privilege to other people. And we do a lot of dropping off and picking up. Uh, because I promised that we would actually um, Preach the word this morning, and uh, I'm going to read from the English Standard Version today. And uh, I understand there isn't anything new. <laughs> um, Romans chapter 10, verse 13, and Paul is—you t- got to preach on Romans 10:13. Uh, Paul writes, "For everyone who calls, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved." But Paul says, The Lord will be saved. But how do we call on them who have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of preach unless they are sent, as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach Paul. The promise, right? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. God is merciful. But those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. And we know that what Paul is referring to. Because God said so. Amen? But then Paul says, but how are they going to call on the one? The biggest threat to the gospel in Africa is not Islam. The biggest threat to the gospel in southern Africa is not not, uh, secularism. You know what the biggest threat to the gospel is in southern Africa? The prosperity gospel. Blessing. And then we'll pass the buckets. And I'm going to make promises that if you just have enough faith, and people are giving all their money that they need to live on, and the the Spirit of Gospel says, well, you didn't believe enough. It's not my fault you didn't have faith. Thanks for the money, but you didn't believe enough. And then we add shame on top of that. That is not the work of the Holy Spirit to add shame. The gospel is that, I know you've heard the phrase, it's not that he's ignorant, it's that he knows so much that isn't true. <laughs> that's what we're up against. And by the way, that's what you're up against. They think they know what we believe. And we need to, we need to be the church, we. We need to be teaching the truth of God's word. We really try to say, we
0: to the Holy.
1: We stick to God's word. Amen. Right? Amen. Don't listen to me. I don't, I don't want to ask you. All right? But I stick my hand up. I sin. I need a savior too. Why? Because of this prosperity gospel. A little bit leery when we have to stand up on the stage. Thankfully, we could sit in the back today. You know, we didn't have to be paraded up front and stand in the front. People are, you know, people who we are just be able to sing, worship in our own language. Uh, what, what a blessing it's been for us. Something that isn't Jesus Christ. How can they call on one whom they've not believed? If they're, believe, if they're not believing and putting their faith in the right thing, how are they going to call on the name of Jesus? You give your offering because you love Jesus. You don't give your offering so Jesus will bless you and save you. It's different. So, but this prosperity gospel preacher went to Swaziland and actually s- said to people, you can come and you can pay some money and I'll put my hands on you and I'll heal you. Yeah, there was one prosperity gospel preacher on New Year's Eve. He had, he had special grape juice. Special wine you could buy. I'd be like, oh, the same wine Noah drank. Yeah, give me some of that. I'd be like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but this guy advertised it. You get the same wine that Noah drank. Here, you can buy this. But it's being done in the name of this is the gospel. It's a lie. We have to teach people, and his lies are clever. We need to teach the truth. And when people say, well, well what about this? Well, what does the Bible say? It says that's wrong. Well, One of my friends said, you know, when, when, when he was deaf, he, they came into church, and the first thing they wanted to do, they wanted to bring him up to the front. I believe. You don't have any faith, so how are you going to put your hands on me? You haven't even preached to me. They need to hear the true gospel. They need to hear about the real Jesus, the one that the Bible reveals to us. This is somebody's thing for next week. Acts chapter 1 talks about Jesus says to his disciples, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria. This is in Russell and in all of Pennsylvania and even New York. <laughs> in case it's a contest, we win. <laughs> but I don't know how, God, how far God's going to take you. Oh, well, my life, I got my, my whole life. You know what? God's going to tap you on the shoulder and say, it's your time, go. And there's only one thing to do when God taps in his shoulder and says, because how are they going to believe in him of whom they have never heard? That's why there's such a focus on uh, unreached people groups. I saw in, uh, in Rich Van Houten's office, I saw his map with the 1040 window. And so some people asked us, you know, well, you're going to a country that's reached. They already have a Bible in their language. How come you're not going to unreached? And uh, I really believed that God had called me to Eswatini, but I didn't have an answer. And then when we were there, God tapped me on the shoulder and He said, You really need to get deep with this sign language thing. It, it, it can't, it, I really couldn't call it a plan because when someone asked me, well, Why are you learning sign language? Oh, <laughs> my wife, you, you do it, I'll do it. God has opened up the ministry, though, to What DOOR International, DOOR Nether, are the largest unreached people group in the world? And they're unreached and unengaged. And I'm talking. You used to be? Amen. Amen. So maybe some, and now maybe somebody here is like, used to be, but maybe we should be now. You know, a lot of people say, I've always, what's stopping you? So I'll just lay that down there. If anybody here is tapping your heart and saying, you know, we should probably have an ability to interpret our service at Praise Fellowship. Maybe the Lord's touching your heart and saying that. Because God will move you where he wants you. And if you're here right now, then you're you're where God wants you. And if God's telling you differently, move. But for now, you're you're, you're here. How shall they hear? And we, we struggle with this one because... In our the church, they, they're never going to hear. Some people, they think the solution is pray, and they say, oh, well, they didn't have faith, and they shrug and they don't know what to do. What we're trying to teach, we're trying to model it in the deaf church, and we're trying to teach the hearing churches is you need to learn the language. They teach a hearing person to sign. And it's not convenient. But if we're not willing to inconvenience ourselves with shame or guilt. I don't. I'm not adding shame or guilt onto that. If the Holy Spirit is touching your heart and saying He's talking about you, take it up with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say, Yes, I am. Do you trust the Holy Spirit? Then pray to Him and ask Him, Is this what you want me to do? Because people are not going to be able to believe in one of whom they've never heard, and it's up to us to reach into. There. Learn the language and see what God does. What God has opened up to us was great opportunities for preaching in sign language. And it says here, how are they going to hear without someone preaching?
0: Sign language. And before you can communicate, before you need to communicate. After, you
1: sorry. Thank you. After. <laughs> <laughs> um, after you learn it. I don't know. And to sit in that and be okay with that, and to just say, I learned sign language because God, I believe, absolutely believe God told me, go learn sign language. And God doesn't always explain to you the next step. Sometimes God says, go do this, go obey in this. And then I'll give you, we we minister in the church every week, we have outreach opportunities, like so many opportunities that are in the deaf community that we just wouldn't have. Um, so, as Paul says, you know, everyone who calls the name of the Lord will be saved. But is, And how are they to preach unless they are sent? Now, this is the part where you know, the typical mission conference thing is, we need to be sent. So, pass the bucket around. Okay? I won't lie. You know the world has been in a financial crisis the last couple of years. And, you know, things are pretty lean for us. I got we, we we're, fuel prices went up just as much there as here and you know we with the Holy Spirit and we trust that I'm not going to emphasize that but I want to emphasize this how we need to be sent because I want you to think about this is your missions conference isn't it this is praise fellowship mission conference and some of you you're gonna feel throughout this this need the support now when I was in, in 2004 I think I led my first mission team We went to Guatemala with a, uh, when I was there, I was talking to the missionary, and I said, um, you know, I've always wanted to be a missionary, and she's like, well, why haven't you become one? (laughs) And I explained that, you know, I I, I had children, that I wanted my children to be grown, I adopted my greed, we are not going to take these children and uproot them again to another continent, we're going to raise them and give them a good start, and then we're going to pray about whether God's going to send us, because we still felt like we'd still be pretty young. And that's what we ended up doing. But I said to her, yeah, i got to raise support. What are you going to do? I don't know, but uh, I hate it. Um, It's just a necessary part of the job. I mean, you know, it's just necessary. But I told this missionary, I don't think I'll need to raise support. Maybe I'll be financial support because, you know, we hate asking people for money. And she got this really serious look on her face, and she said, what do you mean you're not going to have supporting churches? And I said, well, we're thinking maybe we won't you know, need to raise money. She's like, who's going to pick you up at the airport? Who's going to pray? And I have to tell you, that changed the way I thought about my own self. That, that was a teaching I needed to receive. How can you? Into a work, whether that work is in Russell or elsewhere in the United States or overseas, you need to build a team of support around you. You need it. Yesterday, in Newark, New Jersey, which made us late to Chicago to catch a flight to Erie. And we had a seven hour layover. And we just kinda, yeah, walked around the airport. Um, And we're exhausted, and we didn't get in, until until two o'clock in the morning, okay? But Ann and Rich Van Houten drove to the airport to pick us up, twice. Up and I said, "I'm sorry, we're not gonna we're, we're gonna miss our flight." And they they came back, took a nap, and drove again. When I got off the airplane, I'm like, I, "Yeah, he knew us." And I just you know we walked I walk you know up the airplane, you know. Who's gonna pick you up at the airport? Who's gonna pray for you? How how can they preach unless they are sent? And let me tell you, everything we are doing everything we are doing is because you are sending us. And I really want you who are senders, I really want you to feel like this is your ministry. Because there's a partnership between missionaries and sending churches that I didn't understand in 2004, but man, I get it now. And it's, it's necessary. It's necessary for the work to go forward. We... We're the ones that are privileged. We get to go to Swaziland. We get to be there. We get to learn sign language. We get to preach. We get to, and we get to come and talk about it. It's a privilege for us to get to do this. But I hope that you will also feel like we get to do this too. Because this is an opportunity. There are, there are three things every Christian should consider doing. First of all, every Christian should be praying. Amen. Every Christian should be praying for the world. Ask, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. Are you asking? Pray for the nations. Please pray for Eswatini. The hearing community really needs discipleship. There are young pastors who love the Lord, and they have no training. Even the simple training of, no, go to the Bible, not to the person. Just that much. Ask, and the Lord will give you the nations. Every one of us should be praying. Those of us who are able should be sending. Okay? Those of us who are able should be sending. So if you're able, send some missionaries, write a check, donate one time, donate monthly. I can't begin to tell you how much of a comfort it is when we have had faithful supporters and we know next month we will be able to eat and pay the rent because we know that the money's coming in. We can't do it. I can't live there. I'm not not independently wealthy. I thought I might be, I'm not. Okay? That was, that was a foolish thing, I thought, when I was a much younger man. Now I know. I need the support of the churches. And so be senders. And send well. Write to your missionaries. I saw, what, three, three other missionaries up here. There's probably more. Write to us. Write to them. Send them a message. You don't have to send much. And don't worry if you don't have much to say. Tell us about how things are in Russell. You know? Tell us that the leaves have turned beautiful. Tell us that uh, the winter is cold. Tell us you know, tell us how we can pray for you, because it can be a two-way street. Amen? And, and so there's praying, and there's sending, and then there's going. And some of you, I know God is calling you to go. I don't know who. I see people kind of hiding up there. You. God's calling you. <laughs> you can hide from me. You can't hide from God. Ask Jonah. Jonah. God's calling some of you to go. He's going to call you to do some things that might be uncomfortable and inconvenient. So that, amen, he's got a purpose, and we we need to trust that. And as it says, as it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Amen. They love to to hear you coming. They love to see you coming up the road. Our our, our our friends in, this, in, the, in the Swazi churches, they're always afraid we're never going to come back. Uh, it's, it's true. They're kind of afraid we're not going to come back. I can see the apprehension because it happens around the world. Missionaries go, and then they leave. And sometimes they leave because of, you know, problems that they have, personal problems. Sometimes they leave because of financial problems. Sometimes they leave because of family crises. It happens. But every time we come back, it's kind of like this... This, all right, they left. Are they coming back? And you know, we just say.
0: We'll return. We'll return next month.
1: That's right. Um, and we'll be sending them, we, we send them pictures and things of what we're doing so that they know, you know, we're, what we're doing here. I so said, we're coming here to tell, uh, we're coming here to tell, let me skip by here a little bit. I wanted to just show you a few more pictures because um, I think in the hearing community, uh, it's done through the Bible Society. It's basically to, to teach people how, how to heal, because the whole world has gone through some pretty traumatizing uh, years. That's, that's my wife and I doing a skit on bad listening, uh, which is why my, my nose is buried in my phone. Those are lines and circles and pairs, and the goal of it is we realize that a lot of times the discussions happen where people are sitting in lines. I'm talking, you're listening. And that's wonderful we work on an initiative to do discipleship holistically, where we're teaching people. Uh, yes, we're teaching the Bible. We're also having people in circles, discussing the Bible and talking about why it's important, why it matters. And also uh, being done in ways that honor Christ. So that's a ministry. And again, everything we do in the hearing community, we hope that once we have a handle of what's going on in the hearing community, it's gonna be translated and used in the deaf community as well, the names of people. We focused on the deaf community. All of the people in that uh, picture are deaf themselves. They came and they volunteered. They came early and volunteered and set up. That's about 60, 70 food parcels for the Manzini area uh, deaf who came and uh, received those uh, food parcels to help them get through the COVID. This is an interesting one. My, my sign language teacher, uh, the gentleman, um, uh, but uh, he was invited to be on the radio and he said, the, this is from the University of, of Eswatini, and he said, "Will you come with me and interpret for me. So I got to be his voice. And I'll tell you what, the you know, Bible talks about speak up for those who have no voice. I literally got to do that. I got this. And he did a radio interview. It went really, really well. <sighs> One little you know, kind of poignant thing was the interview went really well, and he's never going to hear it. You know, because it's the only thing he can't do. He's here. Go ahead. Um, I don't know if this is Steelers country, but I thought you might say that I see, I see a lot of Green Bay Packers stuff, but I see a lot of Pittsburgh stuff, especially Pittsburgh Pirates stuff. So, um, and I, I have a little, I have a little uh, thing in my, my Google Keep where I keep a checklist of all the baseball and, and sports when they lost, you know. Because they make the shirts. They got to go somewhere, right? I have, I have found at least five different shirts, including one the deaf pastor says, the deaf pastor has it. So it is fun. This is my wife communicating with a deaf-blind man, which is a really cool thing um, that I I probably don't have time to explain deeply. But basically, since they can't see, but he knows sign language. And so what she will do is she'll move my hands, and then I'll know, hello, I'm fine. Oh, thank you. I'm fine, too. And that little snap is, I got it. And that's how we basically sign it. She moves my hands, uh, and then I know, because he knows the sign language, he does it. So this guy here, he, he, uh, he's one of the people that, um, when, you, when you hear us doing uh, food distributions and stuff, um, we have three regulars now that are gonna be on our list c- consistently to go to. They're double diagnosis. Two of them are deaf and blind. One of them is deaf and physically disabled, because he's a weightlifter. This is just people hanging out. We actually had the opportunity to get 40 people vaccinated for COVID. Um, in compliance with uh, the government's uh, laws, it was really a difficult thing to organize. Deaf people came and we trans- Kathy did all the translating for the, for the nurses to tell them what they had to do. You have to show that you have a COVID vaccine. We, we, we couldn't travel without it. So uh, everybody wanted that. So that was just hanging out at our office. The, the building behind there, that's the Comfort for Africa office. And uh, greetings from the Deaf Primary School. <laughs> have a chance to get their photos taken. So that's the deaf primary school, grade sevens. Um, this is the care point that uh, some of you. If, by the way, if you're on our mailing list, you know about these things. And if you're like, I'm not on the mailing list, you can be. Uh, today, less than 24 hours after we made this delivery, someone broke in, stole half the food and the two sewing machines that we had just delivered. Aww. So that's heartbreaking. But this is actually a deaf, pa- a deaf guy and a hearing guy working together. Something we're trying to do. We're trying to encourage to bring the worlds together because there's so you can communicate. <laughs> so we try to encourage hearing people to learn sign language and uh, and partnering together. Go ahead. So a financial gift through the church. We are thankful for that. And we just want to say thank you. And I want you to please, please continue to pray. That's meeting and, and signing. There are very few interpreters that are that are, uh Working in that community, um, go to church. They they want to know about you know how do we how do we share the gospel? Somewhere in there, I had my little tic tac toe board, but I didn't see. <laughs> in the churches in Swaziland, so you know it's it's over when the when the pastor's done. But um, we have we have a thing we call the hashtag nine, and uh, it's our way of catechizing the church. And one of them is uh, is the, the hashtag number seven is Jesus said, "Go and make disciples." And some of them thank you for being one of our sending churches. And please continue to pray for us. And if you're interested in being on our mailing list, we are very interested in adding you to it. Thank you.
0: Um, they've been through it and we are just the first stop. So they have a lot more of this to deal with. Um, we would like to pray for them this morning. So if there's any to move, um, remember to grab your shoe boxes this morning. Remember Buffalo Dream Center Friday sign up November on the 13th.
1: Desk. Yes. November 13th for if your you shoe can box.
0: remember you guys don't have any <laughs> reason not to. Um, well, how are you?
1: good to see you. Good to see you.
0: So there we go. Jesus. And we just pray as they begin this journey here of um, visiting churches in America that you would just clear you, Jesus. the path for them that the nonsense that they had to deal with in the last few <laughs> days will be the end of it. Thank you Jesus.
1: Everybody, reach your hands out towards them. This is your opportunity to put a face mm-hmm. to the missionaries that we support for them mm-hmm. and Thank also you, just encourage their church back in Swatini. Yes, that Jesus. they will just have the comfort of your Holy Spirit with peace and just continued wisdom as they speak out. Thank you, Lord, in multiple languages. Yes, Lord. In Thank your you, name be.